episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Today, I'm super excited about our guests to bring to you to speak and share some nuggets of wisdom regarding entrepreneurship, business, LinkedIn, sales, self-development. This episode will likely be the best episode to date. We have an amazing guest with us today. I'll do a quick introduction and I'll let the man introduce himself as he will be no doubt more effective at conveying what he does than me, but as a quick introduction, so that we have with us Joe Apfelbaum. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, Apfelbaum. you got it right. Awesome, awesome. So Joe Apfelbaum, uh, Joe is the CEO of Ajax Union. It's a B2B digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Joe is a business strategist, marketing expert, and a certified Google trainer. Every Sunday, he drafts uh, mailers out or emails out to thousands of sales professionals, CEOs. Every Sunday, he's written over 100 articles on LinkedIn. He's a contributor to Inc., Business Insider, Forbes. He's done over 500 videos, over 100 podcasts. And check this out. He's done over 1,000 selfies with CEOs over the past three years. In addition to that, this man right here has five kids and he raps. Yeah. So. Yeah. So do, should we put on a beat? What? <laughs> what? What? Can you hear it? I can hear it. I don't know if you can hear it. My name is Joe. I'm the LinkedIn pro. Everybody out there just want to grow, but they're not posting. They're just coasting. Don't be like them and get your LinkedIn toasting. To be an influencer and not just a lurker, you need to start to post and don't be like most. But you might say that LinkedIn doesn't work. You don't work because you dabble and lurk. 500 people, 500 million people lurk. They don't network a small percentage, even acts like a jerk. But you're really smart. You're the expert in your field. Now you need to get Real deal sealed, but you need that blueprint. You need some plans. You kind of this good, and you just need fans, people to like, to comment, to share. Put yourself out there if you dare. Now I used to be afraid, and I used to be scared. People would judge me, and I would look weird. A strategy, a blueprint, that's what helped me. Me be me, so be to be. Now let's make this happen with a triple E. Triple, triple E. LinkedIn in the house. That that's awesome. Decent? That was phenomenal. I mean, that sets the stage for how awesome and incredible this is. And again, just uh, for really for everybody that's listening here, I was so impressed with everything I've seen from Joe. As you can tell, to have an intro like that, the amount of thought process, the strategy that goes behind putting something together like that to present with the legitimate value and the, the, the real experiences there, we're, we're in really for something here uh, to uh, to really all learn from. And uh, yeah, so what we're going to be going over today to get an idea with everybody in this case is 
really we'll be talking about quite a few things. So uh, through this episode, we're going to be really going through a lot of concepts related to sales, networking, how to add value, how to bring value, of course, LinkedIn, uh, self-development, systemizing. Okay, we're going to be talking even about uh, some other things that we'll get more into, uh, but those are, are kind of a, a bit of a preview. Um, one of the things I guess here, uh, Joe, to uh, start off with, with even with the rap that you shared, you mentioned that the strategy is super important. And so, you know, the energy that you bring really to something with strategy, super important. Can you tell us a little bit more about sort of the, the strategy to uh, business or LinkedIn or what's the strategy that's brought you to this point? So there are 500 million people on LinkedIn and 40% of them are logging in every day. That means there's a lot of people on LinkedIn that are active daily. Every single day, there are millions and millions and millions of people that are logging in. And we look at statistics to try to figure out how many people, how many posts are going up each day. There's only a million posts going up a day, which means that most people are watching and very few people are posting. That means there's a lot of influence that's available for whoever is posting. That means if you post something, your people are going to watch you. And those people I call lurkers. Now, why are people lurkers? Why are they not influencers? Now, people say because they don't have time or they're not sure what to post or they make a bunch of reasons. And I call all those, you either have reasons or you have results. What I realized is you actually need to have a plan. You need to have a strategy. And if you actually have a strategy, we created a three-step strategy. I can show you what our strategy looks like right here. It's called the LinkedIn authority blueprint i don't know if you can see this oh shit okay you see this is called the linkedin authority blueprint so if you can see my video here if you can't see the video you can later go and see the infographic but essentially if you're a lurker you don't have a strategy so you need to figure out your goals your target and your message does that make sense once you have your goals your target and your message you have a plan that's a basic strategy now you need assets. There are three types of assets on LinkedIn. There are posts, articles, and media. Media including video and images and podcasts and so on. And then finally, what you need to do is you need, if in order for you to actually promote and get it out there, you actually need to schedule it. People don't know this, but if you don't have a schedule, you're not going to get anything done. What gets scheduled gets done. So you need schedule. You need to post the right way to get the maximum exposure. And then you need reporting to understand. And if you do all this, you become an influencer. And what does it mean to be an influencer? It doesn't mean that you're going to have millions of people. It doesn't mean that you're going to have millions of people. To be an influencer, it doesn't mean that you're going to have millions of people following you. What it means is that you're going to influence the right people. You want to influence the right people. You see, strategy, strategy, you see, energy without strategy is a waste of time. And the right strategy will save you a decade. People have been working in their businesses for years. My mother worked for a decade in her business trying to get over the million-dollar mark and she went out of business at 9-11. And I asked myself, how come I was able to build to a million dollars in revenue in 18 months? And then there's 96% of businesses can get over the million dollar mark. And the difference is the strategy, the plan that you use to execute. Because ideas are, are worth the paper they're written on. People say, oh, I need a new idea. You don't need a new idea. You need to do the things you already know that you need to be doing and have a better strategy around execution, around getting things done. See, most people have not read the book, Getting Things Done. And that's why they procrastinate because they don't have the strategy that David Allen writes in his book. Most people haven't lost weight and kept it off because they haven't read the strategy in this book called High Energy Secrets that I've written. 
I literally write the step-by-step strategy that you need to take to not just lose the weight, but to keep it off. Everything in life has a strategy. If you want to solve a Rubik's Cube, there's actually a strategy, an algorithm that you can use to solve a Rubik's Cube. But most people, you give them a Rubik's Cube, they'll look at you like you fell off a moon. They're like, how the heck am I supposed to do this? And you could be spinning that Rubik's Cube for years and years before you even solve anything. Let me show you. This right here is a Rubik's Cube. You see, this Rubik's Cube, my friends, when you mix it up, you have no idea. Like, no, like I have no idea. I, like, right, right, it's all mixed up. I have no idea anything. Like, I look at it, I'm lost. I'm totally lost. I don't know what to do. But if I sit here for five minutes with you and use my strategy to do level one, I can literally do level one for you and show you how I do level one and show you the strategy for level two and show you the strategy for level three. And it's all about memorizing the strategy and the algorithm. And if you have it and you understand it, then life becomes like, like free, like powerful. Could you imagine if you knew how to achieve financial success? Would you be frustrated when you didn't have clients? No, because you knew how to do it. You don't like if you really had the plan, the strategy, and you knew that it just wasn't luck. You know, many people have something called the lotto mentality. They go on LinkedIn and they're hoping that they're going to connect to the right person that will change everything. Dude, you're not going to get lucky on LinkedIn. It just doesn't happen. What you need to do is you need to learn how to build authentic, true, real relationships. You either have transactions or you have relationships. You either have transactions where, oh, let me do this for you and you do this for me. Or what are you going to do for me lately? Or you go in and you say, okay, what does a relationship mean? Relationship means that we're both there to give 100%. We're both there to give 100%. And if you don't give 100%, I'm still going to give 100%. You know why? Because I take responsibility for my life and I take responsibility for my results. You know, I do 1,000 introductions a year. Every single year, I do one thousand email introductions. People look at me, they're like, how the heck do you do that? I say, do it one at a time. One at a time. I just do one at a time. I said, how long does it take to make an email introduction between two people? I don't know, one minute? So I spend a thousand minutes doing introductions a year. Why? Because if I do a thousand introductions, I'm helping a thousand people. I'm connecting a thousand people. I'm actually connecting 2,000 people because I'm connecting people to each other. So it's very powerful. Now, let me, someone's like, how am I even going to have a thousand people? I was like, take a step back and let me ask you a question. What's 10 times 10? And they're like, 10 times 10, that's easy. That's a hundred. I'm okay. What's 10 times a hundred? They're like, that's a thousand. So you don't need, you don't need a thousand people. You need 10 people or you need a hundred people times 10. And they're like, oh my God. Now I understand how you do this, Joe, because there's something called the Dunbar Law. Do you know what the Robin Dunbar came up with a law that you cannot know and have a true relationship with more than 150 people? It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You cannot have the human capacity on average. I know that I'm above average because I optimize myself to be above average, but I used to be the average Joe. And now I am the CEO. I wasn't always a CEO. I was just a freelancer in the past. I was just kind of like the guy hustling and trying to make a living and doing seven side hustles. And then I learned something about the fact that time is a limiting factor. And if I don't leverage other people by helping them get what they want, I'm not gonna be able to get what I want truly. And I'm gonna be limited. 
So I started off with 10,000 and then 50,000 and 100,000, a quarter million, a million, two million, four million, and then what? And then what? And then a billion, baby, that's where I'm headed. And I'm excited about it. As you should be, as you should be. Tell us, Joe, so that's all phenomenal. I mean, that's really phenomenal. Tell us, so what's the story of how you got to learn that point? You didn't wake up realizing you needed to give to this level and I'm sure earlier on there were some hard lessons where you hit the ground hard, you failed, and then you learned, look, I need to step up to this level. Can you tell us that story? Absolutely. So first of all, I want to say that networking, the word networking, for many people is a dirty word. Networking for many people is a dirty word. I want you to really ask yourself, is networking a dirty word for you? If you're listening to this right now, I want you to ask yourself, is networking a dirty word for you? Because if it's a dirty word, you're going to fail at LinkedIn. You're going to fail at relationship building. For me, networking was a word I never even heard before. When I started my business, I didn't know what networking was. I now look back and realize I was a natural networker with the wrong people, right? You are the average of the of the five people you spend the most time with, as Jim Rohn uh, said. But the reality is that if you don't have the right people, you're not gonna succeed. Because if you're networking with the wrong people, you're gonna get nowhere. It's the right people, it's, it, it's who knows you, right? It's not what you know is who knows you. It's, it's who you know and who knows you. But the reality is, I didn't know that I needed to network to get the right clients. So this is what I did. I started to become a little more aware that there's this idea called networking, right? I read some books and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to start networking if I want the right clients. And so I went to a networking event. My first networking event ever was the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce networking event. And it was a sunny, hot summer in Manhattan. And I came, I was wearing a Google cap because I was a certified Google trainer at the time. And I wanted to promote one of my seminars. I was morbidly obese. I was 265 pounds. I printed special Google business cards that had the Google logo on one time, very classy. And on the other side, it said, you are invited to a Google seminar at the New Yorker hotel on July, whatever. Here's a coupon code to get free access. It's $50 value or $80 value, get free access. And so I had a stack full of business cards. I walk into the event. I'm feeling good. This thing called networking. I've never done it before, but I'm ready to own the room. I walk in and I see a room with 50 people and I freak the F out. I freak out. Why? Why did I freak out? I got scared. I, got, I was like, everybody's busy talking to somebody else. There's a lot of noise. Everyone's talking at the same time. There's a bar. I've never really been to a bar. I don't go to bars to hang out. And I'm like, whatever. I'm in my community doing my thing. Anyway, I try to leave. I try to leave. I turn around. I hit the elevator button. But the elevator's not coming. And I push it again and again and again. And it's not coming. The lady walks over to me. She's like, Joe. I was like, yeah. She's like, come. Here, here's a ticket. You bought it. You get a free drink. Go, go. Go ahead. Go get your drink. I was like, okay, the elevator's not coming. I don't want to be a jerk. Let me go get my drinks. I go, I see the guy's like, what do you want? I said, I'll take, what do I, I look at the logo. I say, Heineken, give me a Heineken. I don't like beer. I don't like wine. I don't like alcohol. I just don't, I never like, I don't like coffee. I just never like that stuff. I'm a weirdo, right? I don't like watching sports. I like playing sports. I like running. I just, whatever. I'm just one of those geeks. I like computers. 
I like finance. I like business. And that's like who I was always, right? I wasn't interested in all. I, want, I was a bottom line person. Anyway, I'm standing there and there's a guy standing next to me and I look at him and I'm like, dude, like what, like what, what, what do I do? And he looks at me and he's like, is this your first networking event? <laughs> and he was seasoned, a seasoned guy. He did life insurance. He's been around the block a million times. I was like, yeah, I don't even know what to do. I feel like leaving, to tell you the truth. And he looks at me, he's like, all right, before you leave, give everyone your business card and then leave. I was like, brilliant, that's easy. I could act like a scalper, like a ticket scalper. This'll be easy. I tuck my hat a little bit more, pull it down a little bit. I grab all my business cards in my hand and I, make one, I go to the corner of the room and I, every person, I interrupt them and I say, excuse me, I'm here on behalf of Google. I have a seminar coming up. I just want to give you the business card and invite you. And I did that to every single person in the room. And one person said, hey, let's connect on Facebook. And right away they connected with me on Facebook. And then I left. And then I left. I didn't have one conversation. I didn't tell people who I am or what I'm about or learn about them or anything. And I sat down on the subway on the way home and I felt defeated. I felt inadequate. I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I will never do this again. And you know what I told myself? I said, networking doesn't work, waste of time. It doesn't work, because nobody showed up to my seminar. Nobody even called me, nobody was interested. And I was like, this is a waste of time. Nobody was interested in me. What I did not know at the time is that it's because I wasn't interested in anybody else but me. I was there just for myself. I was there just to see what I can get. And everybody saw that and they're like, this guy's a waste of time. Nobody wants to go to a Google seminar. Now there was one person that was interested in me. Her name is Jacqueline and she connected with me. And although she didn't come to my seminar, but we're still connected. And she married somebody that has the same last name as me, which is so interesting. And they're big fans of what I do and followers and so on. And it's just so interesting, the people that you meet. And so after that, I went to a mentor and I said, hey, what, you know, what's going on here? And they're like, dude, you gotta start reading books and you gotta start going to networking events on a regular basis. So I committed to going to at least a weekly networking event and eventually became twice a week. And I started realizing, I started doing it the wrong way because I started just amassing contacts. And before you knew it, I had a thousand people that I just kept meeting and meeting more people and meeting and doing coffees and meeting and more people and more people and more people. And, and then I realized this is not gonna work. Um, I even built my own networking event that where I had 5,000 members and a thousand people would come to an event, a bunch of transactional people, it was unbelievable. Once we got to 5,000 people, I let the whole thing drop when I learned the value of relationships. And I learned relationships are really one-on-one. -on -one. Not one-on-many, not just meeting a person casually, but going deep, going really deep, really getting to know the person, learning how you can add value, and then going and just adding massive value right away. And that's what I learned. And then just staying top of mind, following up, and knowing that you, it's okay for you not to network with everybody. Realize that if you're in a room with 100 people, 70% of that room is not compatible with you. I'll say this again. If you're in a room with 100 people, 70% of the room is not compatible with you. So your job in the room is to disqualify people from coming to your network and being part. That doesn't mean you have to be mean or you have to be nasty and it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to help everybody, but realize there's gonna be very few people in the room that you're actually going to feel unbelievably comfortable with that are going to be the types of people that you're gonna resonate with from a values level. You see, we all have why. 
We all have a value system. We all have strengths. We all have ways of communicating. And your way of communicating is very different than other people's way of communicating. Some people want pristine, perfect communication. Some people hate pristine, perfect communication. Some people want you to be natural. Some people want you to be dressed up and show your perfect self. Otherwise, you're a slob. You're a slob if you don't show up with makeup. And some people say, if you show up with makeup, you're a fake. You're a fake if you show up with makeup. So what is it? Are you a slob or a fake? It all depends on your values. It all depends on your paradigm. It all depends on your priorities. It all depends on your upbringing, your beliefs, and your habits. And that's what drives us to be who we are. And once you really get that, and you come with a level of certainty to a relationship, you know, I went to the National Speakers Association because I'm, I'm a speaker. I do 50 speaking engagements every single year. I'm looking to do 50 speaking engagements in 2019. And I'm, and I'm trying to up my game. So I hang out with people that have upped their game that are doing six and seven figures speaking just with their mouth, just speaking. And that's their business. And I was having a conversation. I met this new guy that I've never met before. And he's like, Joe, I heard about you and I don't like you. And I was like, ooh, that's interesting. That's tactful. I always say that's interesting to say that to somebody's face. He's like, this conversation is not working out. And he walks away. And then another person walks and we start jiving. And, and she's like, you know, that guy was a little rude to me, she tells me. And I was like, I didn't take it personally. I have something called the four agreements, which one of the, when I, one of the four agreements is, you know, the four agreements are be impeccable with your word, uh, never take anything personally, never make any assumptions and always give your best. So I learned from my mother, never take anything personally. There's something obviously going on with this guy that he has to, you know, crap on people or whatever he has to do. So I basically said, wow, this is a person I will not be spending any time with in the near future. He just unsubscribed from my network. So if I ever see this person, I'm just going to avoid them. There's no point in me hanging out with them so that they can trigger me if I'm not in a right state. At that point, I was in a really good state. And sometimes when you're in a bad state, physically or mentally or emotionally, people will trigger you and you'll get bent out of shape. That's why it's so important to manage your state. One of the most important things you can do as a human being is put yourself in a good state. By the way, the reason why I'm able to rap and get into flow and live la vida loca is because I'm a master at managing my state. So if I go on LinkedIn in a bad state, I'm gonna be a troll. I don't wanna be a troll. I want to accomplish my goal. See what I did there. I, I love it, I love it. You know, <clears throat> as you were speaking there, Seth Godin is just booming in the background. I've been working on this, this is marketing. Uh, webinar uh, coming up here at the beginning of January we're doing it here for the community and so what I love about what you just said is that it's okay to say this is not for you but how much better is it to be able to go to somebody else and say this is for you and I think that I heard that so well in what you what you just communicated um, one thing other, other thing that I really liked about what you said is this idea of the state and the trigger and I know that you're a fan or you have uh, learned a lot from Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn. Um, I don't know if you know this as well. Maybe you've checked this out, check this out on my profile. But Tony Robbins is really kind of the starting figure that really strapped a rocket on my back in my pursuit uh, and getting access to that information. And there's probably a lot of people maybe listening that aren't as familiar with what are you talking about with state, about triggering. And can you talk to us a little more about about that as it relates to what you've learned with Tony Robbins, maybe some takeaways from there and what is the trigger? How do you manage your state and how does that relate to what you currently do? 
So we are a product of our beliefs and our thoughts, okay? And our beliefs and our thoughts will drive our actions and our actions ultimately will should get our results and our results will end up creating further beliefs. That's kind of like what Tony Robbins talks about, how beliefs get created and how you are able to take action and how you get results. Now, what determines whether or not you're going to take one action or another action that has to do with, with the state that you're in right now. In order for you to be able to change, you need to be in a good state. You need to be in a state of joy, in a state of gratitude, in a state of freedom. Because if you're in a state of depression, you're stuck. If you're in a state of fear, fear stops everything. That's what he talks about. So there are three things that will shape your current state. He says, thing number one is your physiology, your physical body. So if you're just laying there and you're feeling like down, you see the way I'm leaning forward in the chair and my head's up and I'm letting you have it and I'm using a lot of emotion and intensity in this conversation. You know, some people say, Joe, calm down. Joe, calm down. Joe, calm down already. Calm down. Why are you so angry? Right? Have you ever had somebody tell you, like, Joe, calm down. Like, why are you so angry? And I was like, you calm down. I'm going to put intensity here because I have certainty. He's like, yeah, but that irks me. I'm like, so leave. Go away. If you don't like how much love, how much light, how much energy I bring into the world, if it makes you uncomfortable that I'm intense to the degree that you call that anger, it's passion, baby. It's motivation, baby. It's not anger. And for you, it comes out as anger. I'm not angry. I'm passionate. I'm excited. I'm intense. So your physiology will determine your state. So if you're in a very high state, in a very intense state, if you're emoting and you're also focused on the positive instead of focused on the negative and what controls your focus, it's your questions. The quality of your questions will determine the quality of your life. So if you're in a peak physical state, which means that you laughed, right? We were laughing before talking about jalapeno chips. Um, if you ran, you, uh, you, you did a brisk run. I, I did a brisk 30-minute run. If you communicated and you shared, you had self-expression, you, you know, like I have seven daily habits that you do every single day and I have it in my book, High Energy Secrets, and those things get me into a really good state. Every single day I do those seven things and they get me into an amazing state. So you have to condition yourself into a peak physical state. Then you got to control your focus with the right questions. And what are you focused on? Are you focused on why me or are you focused on what's great about this? No matter what happens in your life. Are you focused on gratitude or are you focused on expectations? Are you appreciating? Or are you expecting? And then what language are you using? Are you using empowering language? When somebody says, Joe, how are you? I could say, I could put my body in a really crappy state, think about how terrible my life is and say, I've been better. I've been better. Life has been better. Life sucks. And drool a little bit on myself. Right? I can do that. Or when you say, Joe, how are you? I am unstoppable. I'm amazing. Life is incredible. I am so blessed. I've never been better. I just looked at five years ago and I saw that I was totally out of whack. I was 265 pounds and now I weigh under 170 and I'm feeling amazing. And I help 1000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. And I have the most incredible life ever. I love my life. Could you imagine the difference between a person that says, I'm okay. And the person that says, I am blessed. I am unstoppable. I am grateful. I am amazing. The conversation you're going to have with those two people are going to be completely different conversations. That's what state's about. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was, that was spot on. 
Well, very good. Uh, what? Uh, let's see here. So, by the way, I'm allowing some breathing room because people need to think. And I could just literally, like, if you go to a motivation group, I could literally do this for three, four, five, six. And I could just keep going on and on and on and on. So I'm just purposely kind of like allowing this little mellow space because people need to like breathe for a second, you know, especially if they were taking notes. They're kind of just like, all right, all right, all right. Let's take a chill pill for a hot second. Let's have a real, like, you know, podcasts. The best podcasts are natural. It's not like somebody's reading and just constantly being intense. You got to just also take some breaks and ums and bam. You know, I conditioned myself not to say um and not to say basically and like really worked on myself to become hyper aware of when I need to think and allow myself to slow down and take some pauses. And by the way, if you guys suck at video, here's a quick tip on how to become better at LinkedIn video. Slow down. We think that we need to talk fast. But the reality is we need to talk slower. And the slower you talk, the better your words come out. You see what I did there? The slower you talk, the better your words come out. And if you repeat yourself, let's say you have a 30 second message. By the way, 130 words is a minute. So write 130 words out and then read it 10 times and then videotape yourself five times saying it. How good do you think you'll be, especially if you read it slowly? How good do you think you'll be? Most people put on a video for the first time ever, and they look at the video, and they're like, All right, suck at video. They make a bunch of noises, like a cow, and then <laughs> what, are they, what do you expect will happen if you show up on game day? Okay, what, what do you expect will happen if you show up on game day and you did not practice? What do you, you think you're going to win this trophy? You think you're going to win when you have these people practicing 16 hours a day? Michael Phelps, how, how often did he swim? I don't know. You tell me. He swam 18 hours a day. He swam like a ridiculous amount in order to win those trophies, right? He, and he was already the top swimmer. He already naturally had the body of a fish, but he still put in the work. Michael Jordan, he was already tall, right? He was already a top basketball player, but he still, he still like – practiced ungodly amounts of hours. He was harder on himself than anyone could possibly be on him. Yeah, that I think too, you know, I've heard you talk about Tony Robbins in that way about how he went to go and uh, literally try to have a, a talk or a, a speech or a seminar three times, three times a day to go and speak three times a day, 365 days, you know, a year, whereas other speakers might be trying to do one a week. And if you take a look at, you know, 10 years that he did this for, he didn't really make anything. You know, Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas is a, is a major, you know, speaker and change maker and taking a look at all of the years he put in before he popped off and that happened overnight. Uh, or even thinking, you know, I've been having this experience trying to prepare for this webinar uh, on January 2nd. And literally, I think we've put in 24 hours just prepping and getting content down for a one hour webinar and ultimately uh, trying to bring a tremendous amount of value. Um, you know, I think people can feel that as you, you know, as you work on it. But again, like you said, it's not going to happen overnight. And if you get scared by the failure that you're going to experience, you're not going to get to that point of, of polished success or to know how to bring the value. Yeah. And not only that, you know, if you look at Tony Robbins 40 years ago, right? Look at him 40 years ago. And you ask yourself, how was Tony Robbins 40 years ago? And you look at his talks from 40 years ago. He has the same talk today that he had 40 years ago. 
That for me, that for me is amazing. The same talk that mm -hmm. he gives at UPW today, yep. the talk that he was giving 40 years ago. So how good is somebody going to be giving his talk for 40 years? They're going to be amazing. And we think that we have to come up with new content every single day. We have to come up with new ideas every single day. And we have to change. No, you got to come up with the right message. Have your message that resonates with your soul. And you just got to keep repeating it and polishing it, and repeating it and polishing it and repeating. And eventually that rock will become a diamond. If you keep repeating and polishing that rock, that rock will eventually become a diamond. Most people don't know this. They think they have to constantly come up with new ideas and reinvent themselves. Your idea doesn't have to be the best idea. It just has to be an idea that you execute on. And so Tony Robbins is just like an amazing human being, but for him, it's all about consistency, 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 consistency. I prepared a goal-setting masterclass last year, and I was scared as hell. It's the first course I ever created in my life. I've been wanting to create a course for three years because I know that through my courses, I'm able to make a massive impact on people. I've taken incredible courses in my life and paid, and I've, got, and I've used that leverage. The only time I've ever actually executed on a course is when I paid for the course because I felt like I had to execute because I was paying for it. And so I always wanted to create a paid course, but I never really knew how. So I hired people. I paid thousands of dollars. And ultimately, I didn't know what I want to create a course about and blah, 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 blah. And last year, right before New Year's, this is what I did. Want me to tell you what I did? Right before New Year's, I posted on Facebook and I wrote, who wants to learn how to set goals? Because I've achieved some amazing goals. I've lost a tremendous amount of weight. I built a multi-million dollar business. I, I, I learned how to write and I wrote books and all so people, so like 50 people said, I'm interested, I'm in. So um, I, I just created, I went online, I got an attack. I said, I'm going to write up a six hour course. Okay. So I spent 10 hours and I literally just wrote up an overview of a six hour course of every module, what I'm going to teach, how I'm going to teach it, how I created the goals. Blah, 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 blah. And I made a checkout page. I made a landing page and I made a checkout page and a thank you page. And I said, and I charged, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars for it. You know, it's a couple thousand dollar value of how much time I'm putting in just even preparing that landing page. Forget about preparing the actual course. Anyway, I put it on my website, very makeshift, very low, low, uh, low budget design. I designed everything myself. I took a bunch of things and I just Photoshopped it, whatever. And then I sent a, a Facebook message to 50 people. And I said, hey, here's the course. It's starting on January 1st. You know, here are the dates. This is what it includes. Uh, if you're interested, purchase it and we'll get started, okay? And I said, if I get three people to purchase it, I will do the course and I will work on creating it to make a difference. And if one person purchases it, I'll just refund them. Within 24 hours, within 24 hours, two people bought. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't get to my three, but I didn't hit my one. So I said, you know what? Let me do a webinar and promote a free webinar, promoting this thing, teaching them what they need to know, but not telling them how to do it. And so I taught them, you know, so I did it and like 30 people joined the webinar and suddenly seven people bought. I was like, holy crap, I'm onto something. Let me do a better webinar because I want to get at least 10 people in the group, right? Let me see if I can get one or two more people to join. And so I did another webinar and I promoted, I sent an email out to, to my list of a few thousand people and da 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 da, da. 50 people joined the webinar and a, like a, a tremendous amount of people bought. And I was like, <gasps> too many people bought. I sold out, sold out, sold out. I wrote sold out everywhere. I'm like, I'm done because I got it now. Now I need to figure out what to do. It's the day before New Year's. It's the day before New Year's. I don't have a course. I don't have a course and I have thousands of dollars sitting in an account. I'm trying to figure out, okay, I don't know how to create a course, but I'm just going to create the first module. I'm going to spend the next 15 hours creating. This is 15 hours before the course started. I told my wife, 
go away, take the kids. She's like, what, what do you mean? Aren't we going to hang out? No, I, I did something. It's bad. I'll, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I sat down and straight, I just went straight and I just created the first module. It took me hours and hours of the pressure that I had. And I was like, I'm not going to let these people down and blah, blah, blah. Right? And I presented the first module and I thought it was going to be crap. And every person that attended, they said their, their mind was blown. Their mind was like totally just exploding, exploding, exploding. I added way too much value in the first module. You could imagine how much value I added in that module. Too much for a one hour thing. It's like you have to give people very little and then just help them be able to implement it. But I just wanted to pack it and pack it. And so the next module, I had to outdo the first module. So before you know it, I did six hours, six modules over the course of one month where I, I just spent like a tremendous amount of time at night and in the morning kind of just putting this together. And I have a six hour masterclass on how to set and achieve your goals, which is purpose, planning and performing. People don't even understand why they procrastinate or why they plan sometimes and they don't execute. And I talk about you know, how to set your values and how to understand your frustrations and your issues and how to figure out your why. Could you imagine this whole like personal branding slash really figuring out who you are, how to do a bucket list properly, how to set your vision, how to set your 90 day priorities, the difference between process goals and product goals and understanding how to do step goals and stretch goals and sprint goals. And like this, this whole system, a map accountability system, how to focus, how to do inbox zero, how to like, how to work your schedule and your calendar, how, like the whole thing, the whole thing, how to set yourself up. I created dashboards and I created 37 different assets that you can download. Like I created like incredible amounts of things and I had an admin helping me and I had some other people kind of just supporting me, QAing the stuff and whatnot. And it was incredible. And people, this guy, he told me after he took the masterclass, I spoke to him now at the end of the year because I've been coaching him all year. He turned into a coaching client. And he said, dude, before I took the masterclass, I was struggling to do $150,000 in revenue in my business. He's like, this past year, I did a million dollars in sales. And next year, I'm on pace to do $4 million. And it's literally because of things I learned in the, in the, in the goal-setting masterclass. And after that, I did a networking masterclass on how to network like a pro. That was a 12-week a, a masterclass, which, um, which if you're ever doing a course, do six weeks. Don't do 12 weeks. It was like unbelievably, unbelievable pressure I had. So now I'm, my courses, I'm going to make sure I have to cut that course down, get rid of a bunch of things. Um, and relaunch it in, probably in March. But I'm doing this only one time. And I did not want to do the masterclass again this year because of how much effort it takes to do. Even if I have this stuff prepared, my, just a presentation and everything takes a lot of effort. But so many people have begged me to do it um, because they, they just want to change their, they want to take their lives to the next level. And people that have taken it last year want to take it again this year so that they can implement some of the things because they learned to, they're like, dude, we learned a lifetime worth of things in six hours. It's just too much. So anyway, I'm doing it again um, on uh, January 9th or whatever, and I'm going to do it over six weeks instead of four weeks this time and kind of stretch it out a little bit more and breathe a little bit and, you know, like be a little more, um, you know, the bottom line is for me, <laughs> being able to go through that experience of the years trying to create a course and then adding the tremendous amount of leverage and pressure and then executing a course at this level for me was like, Wow. I actually learned how to create a course now by doing this. So now I know how to create courses and I have all these courses that I created, but it's just unbelievable, unbelievable the level of intensity that you can put yourself in, but you have to be in the right state. And I had to put myself in the right state and you have to have the right leverage and the right beliefs and all that stuff. So I don't know what I can say out of that story other than you got to have leverage. That's really the key. You got to put yourself in leverage and you got to be doing it for the people. 
That's very good. I, I guess I think we're we're kind of running a little bit out of out of time to uh, to continue to, to go into too much more. Uh, I think that's really a ton of of content, con ton of uh, value that we just really kind of walked through or went through there. Um, I guess do my to, do you want me to ask? Do you want me to give some LinkedIn tips right now? Just give a bunch of like rapid fire LinkedIn tips, or did you were you going to ask me something else? Um, have have we could do the LinkedIn tips? Uh, that sounds really good. Uh, that uh, sounds great. My one thing to kind of uh, piggyback off of that, or to kind of maybe add a little bit more, is the the systemizing. I was really dying to ask more about the systemizing of the process. So um, I think you could, like you said, you do you can do one thing uh, and do it for forty years, but do it and just polish it and polish it and polish it. And so from everything that you're sharing here, from the board that, uh, that you showed with us there to the process of creating this course and everything else and just how I was impacted so much in our, you know, in our connect call and the way that you've approached that, the way you approach podcasts, the way that you approach providing the value, all of that is systemized. And uh, maybe everybody kind of knows that, maybe probably more likely a lot of people don't kind of get what goes into that. Um, but can you share anything about uh, how you approach the systemizing of these procedures to approach to produce consistently this amount of value? Okay, very, very simple. Step number one, I'm gonna give you the three-step process. Step number one is have a goal. What is your goal, your end goal? Have a goal, what do you wanna achieve? Who do you wanna help? Like, what is, what is the ultimate goal? I wanna help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. I know what my goal is. I have a very clear goal. Know how much money you wanna make, know how much value you wanna add. Figure out your goal. Step number two is understand who the people are that you wanna help. Most people are trying to help everybody. If you're trying to help everybody, you're gonna help nobody. Same thing goes with networking. If you don't know who you are, it's very difficult to know who you want to connect with. You really have to get to know yourself. Most people do not know themselves. Most people don't know their strengths because they're busy focusing on their weaknesses. Get to know your strengths. Forget about your weaknesses. Your weaknesses are always going to be there. Figure out your strengths and double, triple down. Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about tripling down on your strengths. Focus on your strengths. There's a test called the Strength Finder 2.0. Go take the test. Figure out your top five strengths. And then I would say the third thing is hone your message for your people. Okay, so the reason why my message resonated with my people so much is because I know my people really well. I've known my people really well. They're in my motivation group on Facebook, and I get to know them because I have conversations and I deeply get to know what they really want. My group is, is frustrated, and they're frustrated for a reason, because they want to grow. They want to take their life to the next level. So the messaging that I create resonates with their levels of frustration and gets into their hunger, and it helps me be able to accomplish my goal. So that's a basic strategy. You first have to know what you want, your end, begin with the end in mind, then you have to know who you're going to be doing it for, so really get to know who you're going to do it for, because not every, every human was created equal, but everybody's different in their own way. And then finally, understand the messaging that you need to use, or the process of communication. Messaging is really process of communication, to be able to make an impact. And once you have that, you have your strategy. Step number two is creating your assets, putting everything out in front of you, you know, when it comes to LinkedIn, it's about understanding what type of posts. There are six different types of posts that you can be posting. Most people only just know information. They're just sharing information all day, and that doesn't really help. That's not really engaging. So you have to think about the six different types of posts. You have to know what an evergreen article is and how to leverage articles. Most people have not posted an article ever and don't understand the value of an article. I have articles about the value of articles versus posts. So go look at them on LinkedIn. And then the third thing is leveraging media because a picture is a thousand words and video is so powerful and 
sound is just what makes video so incredible and so on. So you really have to understand media and how it works. Once you have your assets and even create an asset library, you get to the third part is learning how to schedule. Schedule your life, schedule your people, schedule your posts. If you don't have an asset library and a content calendar, you're missing out. If you don't have an, I'll say this again, if you don't have an asset library and a content calendar, you're missing out big time. Most people do not have this. And because they don't have this, they're not going to get results in their life. And that's what it is. And by the way, boom. Awesome. You know, it's all about strategy. Know what your end is. I know what my end is. I wanted level one, right? I wanted level one to be perfect. So I'm talking about the Rubik's Cube. So I have an algorithm for level one. I understand what my goal is. I understand who I'm going to, who I'm going to be working with and what I'm going to be working with, right? I understand the different colors and where they are and how they think. And I understand the messaging, the level of communication, the algorithm that I need to play. And if you can have that and your assets, then you're ready to promote. By the way, they say if you build it, they will come. It's a lie. It's a lie. If you build it, they will not come. You must market it. If you want them to come, you must work. I built it. Nobody came. I built it many times. Nobody came. I used to build websites for people. And I, and I believe, I said, if you build it, they will come. Let me build you a website. Crickets. If you build a LinkedIn profile and you don't market the LinkedIn profile, nobody will come. If you're on LinkedIn, there are three things you need to be doing every single day. If you have 15 minutes a day, do these three things. You got to be posting, you got to be engaging, and you got to be messaging. If you do those three things right, you're going to take your life and your business to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say couldn't say it any better, Joe. Uh, what I would say is this: Look, so for everybody that is, you know, checking this out here or in the replay, hands down, you got to just reach out and connect with Joe. Follow what he's doing. You can clearly see and hear that you're just tremendous value, and really, I think everything that Joe is doing. So, um, you know, clearly, one of the big focuses that that you have is is the, is the goal setting and uh, the process from beforehand. So, obviously, he has some different ways to help that are there. Uh, and ultimately, um, yeah, so we can, I think we kind of did talk a little bit about some of those, the LinkedIn, uh, points. Uh, did you want to go into a little bit more of those to kind of round things out? So I have, uh, are we there? Yes. Okay. So I have a webinar. I have an actual webinar that people can um, come to, which is going to happen on the 31st. If you go to my LinkedIn profile and you can put a link to my LinkedIn profile, there's a link to the webinar there. It's a one hour of me talking about how to set a strategy for LinkedIn. Um, and it's completely free. Join the webinar and you can watch. I've done this webinar many times. Like I said, you pick the right thing and I call it the LinkedIn authority blueprint, creating a blueprint for becoming an authority on LinkedIn in your specific space. But very briefly, what I want people to realize is, specifically when it comes to your connections, I have this thing called Operations DM. If you're not messaging people on a daily basis, you're majorly missing out. So I want you to think about what messages can you send to your target audience on a regular basis to stay top of mind with them. When it comes to like posting, you wanna post based on the messages that you're gonna be sending people. Like what are the messages that resonate? When it comes to messaging, you wanna post in a non-salesy way. And if you follow me online, you'll be able to see I literally pour out tons and tons of value, tons of value. I, I literally don't ask people for anything. I've never, someone said recently, I was like, Joe, why aren't you asking for money? You're literally giving the house away. I said, because no one's going to ever take action. No one's ever going to do anything. I'm going to give you all the information. You're not going to take action. So if you want to hire us to create the blueprint for you, it's a service that we offer. And in the past, in the past couple of weeks, we had 29 people sign up for our blueprint. 29 people signed up and I tell you exactly how to do it. I give you all the resources. I teach you everything. It's all, I have all the articles written out. I explain to you everything, but people still need the support 
and, you know, somebody said recently we did a blueprint for it. They literally said, Joe, you saved me 50 hours, 50 hours. I could have done this myself, but I paid you a couple dollars. Your team did an amazing job and you saved me 50 hours of work. So if you have the time, do it yourself. If not, hire an admin. Someone's like, Joe, how do you send out 100 messages a day? I was like, I don't do it. You know what Jack Daly said? This is a big one. I'm going to end with this. Jack Daly is a big, big uh, trainer, coach, sales, amazing guy. Follow him. Check him out. Read his book, Hyper Sales Growth. He said the following. He said, if you do not have an admin assistant, you are an admin assistant. Let that sink in. There are certain things that you should not be doing. Set the process and hand it to somebody else. If you find somebody for $10, $15, $20 an hour, $30 an hour, how valuable is your time? The time is the one limiting factor that we as human beings all have. You and Warren Buffett have the same 24 hours in the day. You have the ability to be a billionaire. It might take you 40 years like it took him or 50 years like it took him. He started, he didn't really have much when he started. He didn't come from a wealthy family. Tony Robbins didn't come from a wealthy family. He was piss broke. He was, he was a janitor. He didn't have anything. He lived out of his car. We all have 24 hours in our day. You, people overestimate what they can achieve in one year and they underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. 10 years from now, you can be very wealthy. You can have the best body you've ever had. You can have the best relationships you'll ever have, but you have to attract that. And to attract that, you got to learn the limiting factor called time. And don't try to manage your time, manage your priorities. And if you do that correctly, you will get motivated. Yes. Yes. You can do this. All right. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you so much, Joe, for, uh, for joining us. And again, everybody definitely make a point to follow Joe. Let's all be successful. Like Joe said, we can really have any type of life that we want in the future if we put in the right strategy. And that was phenomenal. Thank you so much, Joe. Bam. All right. Okay. So I have some good news and some bad news. So this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Mastery where entrepreneurs go to network and learn how to attract their ideal clients via LinkedIn and broker powerful connections worldwide. Be sure to visit us at LinkedIn Mastery on Facebook. Be sure to replace the Y with three E's and join us at LinkedIn Mastery.